Virginia. Where the spirit of 1.8 million West Virginians wills you to victory. Other places have pro teams, but in this state, the Mountaineers are a way of life. When I competed, and more that number, I competed for the state and for the people, not just for the university. Now, let's roll out the carpet and bring on the Mountaineers. That's not a spree. Yes! Alexander. And now, the show brought to you by Mountaineer fans, for Mountaineer fans, the Country Road Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into episode two of the 2022-2023 edition of the CRW Hoops podcast. Here to talk about the beginning of the WVU basketball season and preview the upcoming Friday night contest against the Pennsylvania Quakers. West Virginia will be taking on Penn in Morgantown. There in the fourth game of the season, Mountaineer is currently 3-0 and on the 2022-2023 campaign here. West Virginia basketball in full swing now. So we're, you know, trying to get you an episode a week. Uh, you know, it's a little bit tough right now with football going on, but football winding down will be easier to get you guys a podcast episode a week here on the CRW Hoop side. But having said that, West Virginia has played three games to this point, currently sitting at 3-0 and on the season and been you know ended up on the scoreboard anyway dominant in all three of these contests actually uh, let's take a look here starting the season with the first victory was against Mount St. Mary's a 76 to 58 romp for the Mountaineers they looked pretty solid in that and arguably though the best performance of the Mountaineers to this point in this season I think came in the second game the basketball version of the backyard brawl where we saw the Mountaineers defeat the Pitt Panthers 81 to 56 and then of course most recently just a few nights ago West Virginia took on Moorhead State a little bit closer in the first half than I think a lot of us expected but West Virginia pulled away and flexed their muscles late in that first half and then never looked back in the second half going ended up with a 75 to 57 victory over the Moorhead State Eagles so looking at these three scores here 58 points for Moorhead State 56 points for Pitt 57 points for um, Moorhead State, excuse me, first one there, Mount St. Mary's, but 58, 56, and 57 points, respectively, West Virginia has given up in their first three games of the season, so no one scored over 60, on the, you know, really over 58, but no one scored 60 points on the Mountaineers yet, so that's good to see the defensive efforts that the Mountaineers put forth so far in these first few contests. I know in a couple of them, they forced at least 20 turnovers as well, so we're getting back to that you know, attacking style of defense that we've loved to see in Morgantown in years past that we've kind of lacked the past couple of seasons. That's one thing you can definitely say that you've seen here early in the season with this team. 
and something that's been really exciting, I think, and made them fun to watch in a group that seems really scrappy as well, I think, you know, and we love the attitude of this team so far early on. But we do got to, you know, preface that by saying, you know, the competition has been what it has been so far, and it's about to kick up here soon. Uh, we got Penn Friday. That'll be, you know, another contest for the Mountaineers. But then it really kicks up as the Mountaineers get ready to go to that tournament in Oregon where the first plate they will play Purdue to start that off. But there's some really awesome teams in that Phil Knight uh, tournament down there in Portland, Oregon. The Mountaineers are about to be featured in here in a couple of games. So we're really going to learn a lot about the Mountaineers then here in the next uh, week or so. So, But that at this point right now, 3-0 and on the season. As I said, they will play Penn Friday, November 18th going to be a seven o'clock tip time for that one and it's going to be as the Mountaineers you know first few games have been on ESPN plus it will be there yet again so gotta have ESPN plus if you want to watch it or you know maybe someone can help you out with that if you don't have it if not Tony Greedy we always know is awesome on the call but that's what the Mountaineers got coming up on the schedule this week now that we've kind of updated where the Mountaineers stand through three games on the season and what they've got coming up on the schedule, let's talk a little bit about the performances of individual players with so many new faces on the Mountaineer team. There's a lot to learn about and want to know how some of these guys are looking so far. So we'll look at some of the stats so far through three games as we move forward here to our next segment on Episode 2 of the 2022-2023 CRW Hoops Podcast. <laughs> All right, so talking individual statistics for the Mountaineers so far on the 2022-2023 campaign. Let's run down the team leaders to start that off so far through three games. I know it's a small sample size, so, you know, take these numbers with a grain of salt, but just wanted to kind of spend some time talking about how everyone is doing, and, you know, no better way to do that in my eyes than numbers-wise. You guys know I'm a numbers guy. I love talking numbers, but uh, team leaders to this point for West Virginia, team leader in points, Trey Mitchell, 14.0 points per game right now. Rebounds, you got Jimmy Bell Jr., the Mountaineers starting five-man, 6.0 rebounds per game. Kedrian Johnson leading the team in assists, 3.3, nearly getting three steals a game as well to lead the team in that category with 2.7 steals a game. And Jimmy Bell Jr. leading in blocks with one a game. Um, Some more uh, statistics here. Eric Stevenson, 11.7 points per game, second for the Mountaineers. Not far behind him, Emma Matthews, 11.3 points per game so far. Um, Joe Toussaint, 10.3 points per game. And Mo Waggy, 10.0 points per game. So right now, the Mountaineers have five guys averaging double figure. Like I said, sample size being what it is and competition level being what it has. But at this point, five guys in double figure. So you like to see that for the Mountaineers. And you've seen multiple guys scoring double figures in the past couple of games. Two games ago, you had four guys in double figures. I think this past game, you had three guys in double figures and one guy with nine points. Um, you saw a really good performance from Jimmy Bell Jr. in that game. His best performance yet of a Mountaineer. As a Mountaineer, I believe he had 10 points and eight rebounds. Um, and you've seen, you know, different players stand out every night. I think early, you know, in the season, you know, you really saw some good things from, um, you know, Trey Mitchell's been good, but he didn't play a lot in those first couple games. So you saw guys like Eric Stevenson and their ability to score. And, of course, Emmett Matthews doing everything that he does. I, like I said, what a thing I'd like to say about Emmett so far in his return to West Virginia is he seems like kind of the glue guy and maybe the heart of this team. And even if 
he's not popping up on the stat sheet. He's bringing that leadership aspect and doing a lot of things out there on the floor, uh, rebounding defensively, uh, just kind of a jack-of-all-trades type player. But we've seen him you know, do some scoring as well, have some good dunks throughout the season. Stevenson, we know his ability to score, but he's been in foul trouble so far throughout these first four games. That's something he's got to cut down, and I think he can score more for the Mountaineers. And I think you know the most surprising players to me have been Joe Toussaint's offensive game. I knew he was going to be a strong defender, and he has been a good on on the ball defender. He doesn't get you know as many steals as Keedy, but you know that's rare. Keedy, I think, is um, you know frequent. It comes to that, but you know when you get both those guys out there at the same time, they really cause havoc. But Toussaint's offensive game has really been a nice surprise to me. I didn't realize he was as fast as he is. He is super fast with the ball in his hands, great ball handling skills, and he does something that I think uh, Mountaineers really haven't had since maybe. Uh, Jawan Staten is really, you know, off the top of my head, the last player that I can think that can really attack the rim like that, um, you know, get his own shot and, of course, get to the free throw line as well. He showed that, you know, against uh, Pitt two games ago uh, when he had 18 points against the Panthers. Um, looked really good in that game. And then, of course, Trey Mitchell, this previous game, ended up with 21 points, and that was his first career start for West Virginia in the game there against Moorhead State. So um, I think that he's really – going to be a star for the Mountaineers personally uh, he's slowly becoming or I guess quickly becoming at this point my favorite player on this team I just love his game he's a guy that you know he's a big man you know six nine six foot ten you know can play the four or five for you and he's good on the glass and, and good defensively so far from what I've seen and according to him he's not quite 100 percent healthy but he also brings you know a great aspect of the game of being a stretch four he can shoot the three he has a really smooth stroke but he's shown you know it last game specifically that not only that but he can take it off the bounce as a big man and get to the rim there was two or three different instances rather that he took the ball off the bounce went to the hole and dunked one time you know on someone got an end one got the crowd excited he actually you know split a double team went to the cup dunked on someone and one you know of course went on to hit the free throw had a couple dunks in the game and you know he had 21 points in that game and he didn't do something that I've talked about you know that we saw him do early in the season in the first three games was shoot the three ball well he was over two on threes in that game and we saw him be able to score the ball in different ways then even you know down low a couple of jump hook shots and stuff and if he's truly not 100% like he claims then he really may end up being a force for the Mountaineers this season and I think has the potential to definitely be the leading scorer and Eric Stevenson another guy it looks like he can fill it up. Don't think that's as much a surprise. Like I said, he's got to stay out of foul, foul trouble. But another guy that's been a really pleasant surprise, I think, Mohamed Waggy. Uh, we saw the Mountaineers actually have a Juco player committed, a big man, uh, Fetty Federico, which, uh, funny enough, ended up at Pitt and the Mountaineers faced him. But they ended up, you know, parting ways with him, deciding to go a different way once they discovered Waggy. And I could definitely can see why Huggins has talked about, you know, in the, in the postgame of the Moorhead State game about how good his footwork is and he's been a double digit scorer for the Mountaineers he's been clean in the class he's really good on the offensive boards and you know when he gets the ball in the post he can score and you know clean it up on the offensive glass as well I think he's a guy that's really going to be a force for the Mountaineers not only this year but in the next few years as long as he stays around because I believe he's a Juco player but I think he's a sophomore I'd have to check the roster to be 100% sure there to be honest with you but he's a guy that's been a pleasant surprise and, and I think he's going to be a really good player for the Mountaineers this season super scrappy and then you can't say enough about the depth West Virginia has shown playing nine or ten deep uh, we'll talk about Waggy so we'll talk about the other big man you know Jimmy Bell Jr. I said he had his best game of the season so far Last game, I've been a bit of a mixed bag with him, though, to this point. Some games he hasn't played a lot of minutes despite being a starter. But I think, you know, he's a guy that we know is a developmental guy. Um, 
that it's going to take some time, but he's a guy that I think has potential for sure. Uh, so you got, you know, those two right there, Waggy and Jimmy Bell. And then, of course, I mentioned Trey Mitchell and how his versatility and his potential for the Mountaineers. So there's three big men for you right there just off those three. Then you got a guy like Pat Sumnick who finally got in his first action against Moorhead State and come back from a knee injury. Don't know how much he's going to be involved throughout the season as they trim the bench down once West Virginia gets into a little bit more tougher competition. But a guy that will play for, cert, for sure is James Aconquo. Didn't play, actually, against uh, Moorhead State. Uh, there was a video out I really liked of him running stairs on his own accord to, you know, apologize for that and everything, which uh, I thought was really good. But Aconqua was really shown to be very good on the glass and a great shot blocker. I think he's got a block in every game that he's played in, you know, in those first uh, couple games for the Mountaineers. So, definitely, I think Aconqua is going to be good. He's super young as well. Came to the Mountaineers reclassified, came in a recruiting class early, so he's only, you know, 18 or 19 years old, if I'm not mistaken. But great size for him. I, th- I believe he's 240 pounds and six foot eight, so really big body that can really help the Mountaineers on the glass and defensively. And then, you know, beyond that, West Virginia has guys that can shoot the basketball all around a lot. You know, Josiah Harris, a true freshman that will play at times this season. He has great length, six foot eight. That can help West Virginia on defense in the glass, but he's shown a smooth stroke as well. I haven't seen a lot of Jamel King and Josiah Davis, so don't know about them moving forward. But that's really the only two guys that haven't seen a lot of action for the Mountaineers. I know we've talked about a lot of these guys in our post-game shows, which I definitely want to take a second here and plug that there on the podcast side, especially for you guys on the audio side. If you haven't been tuning into those, following every WVU basketball game over on the Country Roads webcast YouTube channel. We've been uh, hosting post-game shows where we've talked about a lot of these players, but I know you guys on the audio side haven't really heard our thoughts, so we wanted to give that um, a little bit here. And, you know, with that great depth, you know, West Virginia has guards that can contribute as well. Seth Wilson, we saw him have some good games last season, but he's kind of taken a back seat with the addition of Toussaint, you know, who I aforementioned, and then Kobe Johnson playing a bigger role. I um, mean, Kedrian Johnson, of course, doing great things defensively. So the Mountaineers, I think, this year do have a very solid roster, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the players and their stat contributions so far for the Mountaineers through these three games. But having said that, we'll get into final thoughts here momentarily. But before we do, wanted to take a second um, and remind you guys here on the video side that are watching on our YouTube channel here on the Country Roads webcast channel, or if you're tuned in on the WV Sports Now channel, which you can find us over there now as we are a part of their network there in the Sports Now family of networks and really appreciative of them. But find us on their YouTube channel or go to their website at wvsportsnow.com for some great Mountaineer sports content. But if you're tuned in to the video version on our YouTube or theirs, do us a favor while you're in here, like this video, give it the thumbs up. That'll really help its performance and help future videos performances here on the channel as well and if you haven't already hit the subscribe button helps us helps you helps get more of this mountaineer sports content out to mountaineer nation and if you're listening on the audio side what you can find on any podcast platform you like just search for country roads webcast we do a crw football show and of course the crw hoop show that you are tuned into now we really appreciate you tuning in on any of those podcast platforms but if you're on apple Podcasts specifically do us a favor, leave us a rating. That really helps helps us out there. And if you're on any other podcast platform, you can help us out, of course, by sharing the content around throughout Mountaineer Nation. That helps us as we continue to try and grow the Country Roads webcast community. But that being said, let's get into some final thoughts and talk a little bit about this upcoming game against Pennsylvania. <laughs> All right, so as I mentioned earlier, West Virginia will take on Pennsylvania Friday night in the Coliseum, November 18th, 7 o'clock tip time. 
That's Eastern Standard Time there, and that's going to be televised on ESPN Plus for you guys looking to tune into that one. So uh, let's take a little bit of a look at the Pennsylvania squad here. I know that they are currently one and three on the season, one and two on away games, but they do have a player named Jordan Dingle at guard who is averaging almost 20 points a game, 19.8, over 40% from the field, 41.3, over 90% on his free throws, 91.3%. So looks like he's a player that can get to the line, and I'm sure he has a nice stroke as well and can shoot the ball. But – Almost 20 points per game, and the only reason that makes you a little bit uh, leery is you saw the first game of the season against Mount St. Mary's. They had a guard that could really shoot the rock. I think he ended up with 18 or 20 points against the Mountaineers there. But um, you know, to really finally shut him down, West Virginia put Emmett Matthews on him, and that really started to silence him there in the second half when the Mountaineers pulled away from Mount St. Mary's officially. So I um, wouldn't be surprised to see maybe if Jordan Dingle starts off hot, Emmett Matthews or somebody you know, longer like that get on him, try and uh, bother him and, and shut him down. But um, some of their team stats here, they're averaging 68.3 points per game. So not a high scoring rate uh, for them. Um, West Virginia, you know, has a good chance to maybe hold another team under 60 points if they can continue the defensive efforts they've shown so far. Um, they're only shooting 42.6 field goal percent from the season. For comparison, the Mountaineers are shooting 49%, which is uh, very good. And I think unexpected uh, from what we thought would be a defensive and rebounding team is how well this team can score and how many guys they have that potentially that can score the basketball. Um, but rebounds almost dead even, 36.5 for Pennsylvania, 36 for West Virginia. So I want to see what the Mountaineers do on the glass against a team that's been rebounding at a, at a similar clip than they have so far this season. Hopefully the Mountaineers can secure an advantage on the glass. And this one, I know last game they actually were dead dead even with Moorhead State. So, you know, I would like to see the Mountaineers be a little bit more hungry on the glass and come out and get a nice advantage against Pennsylvania. They did have an offensive rebound advantage against Moorhead State. So hopefully the Mountaineers are doing good on the offensive glass again. Muhammad Waggy and company. We'll see what happens there. But the Mountaineers are averaging nine steals a game as well, looking at these numbers. So that really stands out. Um, if the Mountaineers can force, you know, 15 to 20 turnovers, got to love their chances, though, against Penn to not only win, but hopefully win handily yet again, as they have so far, you know, a few points that we've seen them throughout this season in the first three games as I went over the scores there. I'll pull them up one more time for you guys here. First game of the season, 76-58 win over Mount St. Mary's. Second game of the season, 81-56 win over Pitt. And then, of course, most recently, a 75-57 win over Moorhead State. And then the Mountaineers taking on Penn here in the fourth game of the season. Currently at 3-0, and so that's just kind of an update here on the where the Mountaineers stands, kind of my thought in this matchup against Pennsylvania. I do expect the Mountaineers to get a win. I think um, 15 to 20 point range uh, win again. And hopefully I'm hoping to see them, like I said, be a little bit more dominant on the glass. And I hope that they continue their defensive ways and hold Pennsylvania under 60 points. And I think they've got a great chance to do that. So that's just kind of my thoughts and prediction as far as this game coming up against Penn on Friday. Other than that, wanted to take a second to remind you guys, we do, like I said earlier, are doing post-game shows for these games. So Friday night, it'll be about 9.30 start time here on our YouTube channel. Come over, check out our post-game show where you can hop in a live chat and talk along with us and you know give your thoughts on the West Virginia basketball game and kind of the team up to this point in the season or anything you want to talk about there with us. And we appreciate you guys always tuning in and chiming in on those. Other than that, on the football side, plenty of content out as well. The Kansas State preview is out. Um, all kinds of videos, you know, and then 
West Virginia sports news-wise, a few videos out giving our thoughts on Shane Lyons and that situation, as well as another video just kind of trying to update you on to all the news that's happened and occurred ever since that kind of ground-shaking move within the WVU Athletic Department to get rid of Shane Lyons and what may happen following that. So any, you know, WVU sports updates you like, our YouTube channel is a great place to come to check that out. So if you're listening to this CRW Hoops podcast episode here on the audio side, why don't you come over to the CRW Uh, YouTube side and give us a subscription there. That really is a great way to take in even more Mountaineer sports content for those of you who are like us and just can't quite get enough of it. But really appreciate you guys tuning in here to CRW Hoops episode two of the 2022-2023 season. We will have another episode coming at you next week ahead of the uh, Phil Knight tournament and of course talking about the results of this pin game. Um, a little bit more on the podcast side of things. But appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in to us here at the Country Roads webcast. As always, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those...